Hello everyone and welcome to the Sports Etc. Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Weintraub and I'm here with my co-host and very good friend, Charlie Vogel. How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how about yourself? I'm doing alright. So, right. so uh, what, what are we going to be doing today, Charlie? Well, first, before we get to this itinerary, I wanted to address our viewers. Okay. How much listeners did we have last week, Jeremiah? On SoundCloud, we had 21, I believe. 21. See, that's over. That's six more listeners than last time, guys. I want to keep this up. If we keep this up, we'll be about to a thousand by next in the next five years, and that'll be very good. No, but if you guys, we're gonna have a little bit shorter episode this time, right, Jeremiah? Yep. We know <laughs> you guys are. We know you guys are busy, so we thought, hmm. Maybe 30 minutes, would, about 30 minutes will make it easier for you all. Yes, we're always looking out for our fellow listeners. And of course, if you guys have any other suggestions like what we should be doing or anything, just hit us up on all kinds of social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all of our names on social media are Sports ETC Podcast. Except on Twitter, of course, I've already went over this, but I will go over it again to add emphasis on it. It's Sports ETC P-O-D-C-A-S. Don't let that deter you from following us on Twitter. We only have like two followers. We need your followership. But remember, that's a... Alright. Here's what we will be talking about today. We have a little special treat for you guys. The Tim Tebow song. You guys will enjoy that. We're going to be talking a little bit about NFL free agency. We're going to be talking about... Is Goose Gossage... Is he a douchebag, or is he on to something about his, ba- his comments he made on b- the state of baseball? We're going to be talking a little bit about March Madness, and what's been making us mad, our recurring segment. All right, Jeremiah, you want to hit start it off with the Tim Tebow song? Oh, boy. I, th- I think our listeners are really in for a treat on this one, Charlie. They certainly are. I know. I, of course, we've been we've been planning this song all week, you know. We, we uh... Actually, we just, you guys don't even have to know how we made it, but it's very good. You'll be in for a treat. You're in for a treat. All right. Tim Tebow, where did he go? Won a playoff game for the Denver Broncos. Now he's unemployed and can't afford no toys. And he's still a virgin. Tim Tebow, where did he go? Won a Heisman in 2007. Now he can't even get a job at 7-Eleven. The Jets of Patriots turned him down and now it's just like he's living underground and he's still a virgin even Brandon Whedon can get a job he's like Tim Tebow can't even throw a lob he once used to be college football great 
how he lives in Florida and all he does is masturbate. And you know he's still a virgin. Tim Tebow, where did you go? Oh, you know he's not playing football or having sex, that's for sure. Alright guys, hope you like that. That's a lot of hard work and dedication right there. Now let's get on with our uh, our normal podcast. Alright, Jeremiah. There's been a lot uh, going on in the NFL this week as far as free agency is concerned. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think there's been a lot of good signings, but I also think there's been some bad ones. I think that uh, maybe we should go over some of the bigger deals Maybe grade them, A A through F. What do you think about that, Charlie? I think that sounds great, Jeremiah. All right, well, let's start things off with probably the most important position. That's the quarterback position. What do you think about Kirk Cousins signing back with the Redskins for $20 million for just one year? What would you give that deal? Uh, Yo, I'd give that a... B plus. The only reason I give that as a B plus is because it's only for one year. I think that Kirk Cousins, he's kind of, he's he's exactly what the Redskins need. He's a great quarterback. He fits his offense great. He took him to the playoffs. But the only problem is it's only one year. I feel like that means they're in jeopardy of having to do the same thing next year and having other problems with signing him. What about you, Jeremiah? I'm going to go a little bit lower, give it a C, because that's a lot of money for one year. And... He did take him to the playoffs, but that was a horrible, horrible division. They were, I mean, they were really true. bad last year, or that whole division was. What was, so, their, what was their final record again? I'm not sure, like seven and nine, I think, to get to the playoffs, and like, so I'm just that not sure he's ridiculous. worth that type of money. But okay, what about Brock Osweiler going to Houston on the four deal, seventy-two million dollar contract? I think that this is an A for the for the. Uh, for Houston because they they just they've been a quarterback away for a long time. They made the playoffs last year, but that was kind of because the Colts lost Andrew Luck, you know. But their defense is very good now that they have uh, Lamar Miller and they have De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins out uh, at wideout. I think that they could be very good this year. Even I mean, people are saying it's risky, but they needed to take that risk, in my opinion. Yeah, no, Jeremiah. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to give it an A because there's a few things that's found wrong with this deal. Like you said on Kirk Cousins, he's making an annual average of 18 million dollars a year. Well, Justin next year is making 18 million dollars a year, and that's a lot. So I'm just going to give this probably a B minus. Actually, a C plus is what I'll give it because first of all, this is a very unproven quarterback. He only made seven starts, seven starts last year. And then the Texans are going to give big. They're going to give big QB money to a guy who's an uncertain. This, Brock Osweiler is not a sure thing. He did win games with Broncos, but then again, so did Peyton Manning. He can barely throw the ball, and defense has really carried him. I don't feel that he's worth that much money, honestly. I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. All right, let's uh, jump over to the running backs. What about Matt Forte signing with the Jets? I give it. I give it an A minus. I think that it's a really for three million twelve or for three years twelve million dollars a year. I think that's a good deal for the Jets. I think that he 
fits their offense and can do a lot of things for them. Uh, Jeremiah, I agree with you. I'm gonna, but I'm going to give it a little bit lower, one grade lower to a B plus, and that's just because I feel like he's really going to fit well into this uh, Jets offense. Everything he's really going to fit well, even better than uh, the previous right. What who was their previous running back? Uh, who Chris Ivory. Yeah, Chris Ivory is he's he's a more balanced back, and that's what they need in the offense. Uh, but the reason I'm giving him a B plus is because he's uh, getting up there in age, and he's. He's had a lot of yardage under his belt. Kind of like, you know, he's kind of like that old rock. It's going to get tons of miles and stuff. It's going to be a good to 200,000 miles. But he's running, he's running, he's running a lot of mileage right there. He's running a lot of mileage. He's, he's still old and reliable, but I feel like he's getting a little old and he's been there, done that. But I still feel like it's a good deal. Well, that, that, that makes sense. Um, what about, oh, and I'd like to point out that Kirk Cousins was franchise tag. That's why it was only one year, one year, I forgot to mention that. Um, what about Chris Ivory signing with Jacksonville? I'm going to give this one a D. I'm going to give him a D because they already have TJ Yeldon, who's a power back, just like Chris Ivory. I think that they're just getting another very similar type player that they didn't need, and they're spending a bunch of money on him. I think that there was different places where they definitely could have upgraded on the defense rather than signing Chris Ivory. What do you think, Charlie? Well, I agree with you on all of that stuff, but I'm going to go a little bit lower and give them an F. Because the Jaguars, what are they thinking? They have so many. They have other needs on defense and other, even other needs on offense. And you're just going to add in another guy who's just like TJ Yeldon, who. I just, and this guy, he's only going to get yardage if you give him full-time vaccine, like, yardage. I mean, he's the only plus of Chris, uh, Chris Ivory is that he's just going to, like, he's a workhorse. He's going to get you a lot of yardage if you give him a lot of carries. And that means that's going to take carries away from TJ Yeldon. I just don't see any the, the need for it either. <laughs> All right. Let's, hold on, let me look. Let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball and... Look at Mario Williams, who agreed to a two-year, $17 million year, uh, a year deal with the Miami. I, I also am going to give this very low grade. I'm going to go maybe D+. Because Miami, they already had Olivier Vernon, who they could have just franchise tagged and gotten more production out of. But instead, they went for the older, slower player. And... Miami, they're just awful. I got, they're just awful at free agency. They let Lamar Miller go. They cut Brett Grimes. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, like, well, first of all, they mishandled Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is an elite running back. If you give him the yard carries, and he, they gave him no carries, even in, even when Ryan Tannehill was not, he's he's no freaking talk ready. They needed to run the ball, but they put the, they just kept on passing it. I don't see any. I just don't. I don't see any need. They're just stupid. And I also give this, I'll give this a very low grade too. I'm just going to give this a D. Because Mario Williams, he only, he's 31, he's getting up there in age, and he's declined in his career. Last year really was a declining year for him. He only got, he got five sacks, yes, that's great, but only 19 tackles. So I don't see why they did that. All right, Jeremiah, who's next? All right, let's jump back over to the running backs and look at the guy who you just called elite. Um... 
What's his name? Lamar Miller, who signed a four-year, $26 million deal with Houston. I'm going to give this one an A. I think that they're great fits because Houston has a good offensive line. They've proven that they're committed to the run. And Lamar Miller has proven that he can be a very explosive back when given the opportunity. I agree with you, Jeremiah. I'm also going to give him an A. Actually, an A+, plus, if I may. Well, due to the fact that Lamar Miller... He's a guy who he's shown that if you give him the carries, he's gonna he's gonna give you yardage. Just just as simple as that. And the Texans are really going out there and they're they're getting things done. They're gonna be a contender next year because they're not just sitting around just waiting for things to happen. They're making things happen, and I like it. All right. How about going into the trenches to the defensive lineman, the former Bronco Malik Jackson, signing a six-year. $85.5 million contract with Jacksonville. I'm going to give this a C. Because, yeah, our Malik Jackson, he might be a good player, but he his stats were lifted because he was playing on a very elite defense last year. Everyone on that defense is really good. I don't know if he's worth that much money. I mean, I, I get Jacksonville's need. They, they think, like, their offense proved last year that they can be elite. And they're trying to build on defensive on the defensive side, but I think that they reached a little bit with this signing. I agree with you. I'm going to give this a D. Poorly, uh, mostly in fact. I mean, this could end up to be a good deal, but he's shown no signs of 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 warranting ninety million dollars. This guy last year he only got forty five tackles at the position. He only has four. He only has fourteen career sacks. I just don't see why they did this. This guy's very unproven. He's it's not like he's only like twenty two or something. He's twenty six. I mean that's prime that's prime time age. But I just don't see he's never done anything to warrant that kind of contract. Alright. Well next let's go to the inside linebacker, another former Bronco, Danny Trevathan, who signed a four year, twenty four and a half million dollar contract with Chicago. What what's your views on this one? You know I like this. I'm gonna give this a B. Really, in fact, Chicago, they have needs at that position. And they're going out and they're doing something. I mean, they obviously, their offense could be can, could be okay, even with Trey Cutler in the offense. It could be all right. But really, it doesn't really matter what they do. I don't think, I don't see them as contenders next year anyways. I, I think they should be saving up salary cap for to get get dra- better dra- draft picks or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give it an A-. minus. I think that this could be a very big steal because Danny Trevathan was really good last year. Like like the point I made about Malik Jackson, that he did play on a very good defense, but he made a lot of it work. I think that this is a good sign for Chicago. I think I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but I could see them having a, a, a few surprise wins against the Packers next year and the Vikings. I think that they're going to be trouble. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll surprise some people. Yeah, Danny Trevathan could help him. He did get 109 tackles last year in a very good defense that has a lot of other good linebackers too. So he's taking some tackles away from him. So I think it could be a steal too. All right, who's next, Jeremiah? All right, finally we will end with a guy who I think was a real steal, Travis Benjamin. Signing a four-year, $24 million... Wait, 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 wait. What? Jer- Jeremiah. What? So you're saying this is the last one? 
Yeah. This is the last one you're going to go over. Yeah. You're not going to go over something that I think was the biggest steal of all free agency. You're not. You're just going to look past it. What's that? You know, I've gotten some. I just. I just got some complaints. I got some complaints about saying I am too biased towards my teams. I mean, I agree with that. Maybe I am getting a little bit crazy about my team. But you know, there's some player. There's one player who I feel like is the biggest steal of all free agency. You want to hear this, Jeremiah? Hold on. Let me guess. Could it possibly be Ladarius Green? Yes, Jeremiah, Ladarius Green. This guy, he was backing up Antonio Gates. Yes, a great tight end. But this guy is 6'6", 230 pounds. He runs a 4.540. This guy is fast. He's big. He's strong. He's going to fit perfectly in dealer's offense, Jeremiah. I don't know that he is. The so if you're offense looking, is based, a lot, on, is based a lot on quickness, and he's not the quickest guy. Ladarius Green ran a 4.53, 40. That's, 4. Not, 5, that's 40. not quickness. At the combine. That's like up and down speed. The Steelers have a lot of quickness. This guy, he's going to be, Heath Miller fit perfectly into that offense. And so Ladarius Green. That doesn't I make like any sense. They're completely different players. I like it, Jeremiah. That's all I'm saying is I like it. I don't care what you say. You can't get me less excited. All right. But anyway, let's uh, let's go back to what I was saying. Travis Benjamin signing a four-year, twenty-four million dollar year with San Diego. I think that he could be very good there because he was good in Cleveland with Johnny Manziel as his quarterback with Philip Rivers. Hey Jeremiah! Hey Jeremiah! You just say Johnny Manziel? Yeah, hi John Gruden. Oh, man, Johnny Manziel's going to get a contract with them Dallas Cowboys. I'll tell you what, man. And, man, when he gets that contract, it's going to be the greatest thing in the history of the NFL. There's three things I know, Jeremiah. You want to hear them real quick? Yeah, tell me. I know football. That's the first one I know. I know football. That's number two. That's two things I know. And number three, I know Johnny Manziel, and he's going to be great. Bye. Peace out. All right. Thank you, John Gruden, for making another appearance. But Johnny Manziel is going to be bad. I, or, I mean, he is bad. And Travis Benjamin was still able to be pretty good in that offense. I think with Philip Rivers throwing the ball, he's going to be even better. And with Keenan Allen on the other side, I think he's going to be very good for the for the Browns. I meant for the Chargers. He just left the Browns. What do you think, Charlie? Jeremiah, I'm picking Travis. I think Travis Benjamin is an A steal for the uh, Chargers because, as you said, they didn't have the Browns had no good quarterbacks, contrary to what maybe John Gruden thinks. Johnny Manziel, very unsteady, and Luke McCown, I mean, that's unsteady. But he was still able to rack up 966 yards receiving and 68 receptions, which I feel is really good. He's a very fat, he's a fast guy, and I feel like Philip Rivers is quarterback. He's a he's a lock for at least eighty reception a thousand yards, and Ke- him and Keenan Allen are going to kill that. They're going to kill it They're, as a receiving corpse. All right, that wraps up our free agent uh, overview. What, what's next on the itinerary, Mister Vogel? Well, that's a good question. We're talking about Goose Gossage. Is he a douche, or is he on? So, as maybe you guys probably know, or maybe you guys don't know, and maybe this you guys waited to hear all your speeches. 
from us. And I appreciate that. He made the right choice. But Gil Kostic, he made comments uh, towards many comments about the state of the MLB, saying one that all base, all baseball is just a bunch of news referring to front office. He talked about how Jose Batista's room. Um, and uh, what else did he talk about, Jeremiah? Well, that, that, like, and then Bryce Harper came back and said that the MLB needs to be a little bit more animated. And he said that Bryce Harper knows nothing about baseball and that he's that he also is ruining the game. Well, why don't you go ahead and give me your opinion on that first, Charlie? All right, uh, as far as when he said the front office people, I mean, I, Goose Gossage, this guy's a Hall of Famer. He knows he knows baseball. That's one thing. Maybe Goose Gossage doesn't know a lot about everything, but he knows baseball. But he, but he, what are you saying about the front office people? Are I mean, they're nerds or whatever. These guys, maybe they are nerds, and they know these other stuff. But what they're doing makes a lot of sense. What they talk about makes a lot of sense. I just think that he's just talk. He just like he's talking hardball. Where these guys. All the general managers used to be baseball players, or these guys are just new baseball. But these guys, these know the front out general managers. They know what they're talking about. They know all the stats. The stats. It's proving that to make baseball, they're finding steals in people. I mean, I don't. But I agree with his other stuff. What do you What do you think, Jeremy? I disagreed with about everything he said. First of all, his name is fucking Goose. Why did you? Who, he disagrees with everything he says. Who, who names this a goose? How do you take a person named Goose seriously? <laughs> all right. His na- his, that's his nickname, Jeremiah. His real name is Richard. First of all, first of all, the thing about the front office is ridiculous. They know a hundred times more about baseball than he does. Because it's stats. That's what, like, wins baseball games is stats. And stats is math. And to be good at those stats, you have to be good at math. I, I just think that when people say that, they just sound so stupid. Next, saying that, like, Jose Batista and Yolanda Cespedes are ruining the game. No, they're making it far better by having a per- little bit of personality. When they stare down a pitcher after hitting a home run, it just makes sense. I mean, like, I've been listening to some other... It makes baseball more interesting. Yeah. I've been listening to other radio stations, and they say... You know, it's good when they, like, flip the bat and celebrate, but they shouldn't, like, look at look at the pitcher, or when the pitcher strikes you out, they shouldn't stare on the batter. I actually disagree with that. Because baseball is, it's, like, is a very individual team it's sport. It's built on intimidation. It's a very individual team sport. Like, football, if, like, say you give up a long touchdown pass, it's a combination of maybe the corner got burned, the safety wasn't where he needed to be, and the D-line didn't get any pressure. It's a, it's, it was a team fault. In basketball, if you give up a big dunk, it's because maybe the person who's supposed to be guarding got shook and then somebody could, didn't come over to help. It's several people's fault. But if you strike out, you can't blame your teammate. It's your fault that you struck out. So the pitcher just beat you. Or, like, let's say... Um, Chris Archer gives up a home run to Manny Machado. It's not Kevin Kiermaier's fault. Kevin Kiermaier couldn't have done anything about it. It's not Evan Longoria's fault. It's just Chris Archer's fault. It's just Manny Machado being better than Chris Archer. So I think they should be able to look at him, and and I think that Manny Machado should be able to look at him, stare him down, and say, I'm better than you, because he just proved that he's better than him. Well, when he, this, this, like, there's a lot of... Jeremiah, if you don't mind me interrupting. Yeah. There's a lot of great baseball stories. 
even you, Scotch, I don't know what he's talking about. There's people, there's tons of great stories in baseball where it starts out with, for instance, say, Babe Ruth struck out, got struck out by, let's say, Walter Johnson. Mm-hmm. Babe Ruth got struck out by Walter Johnson. Babe Ruth, he, next, next at bat, he uh, hits a home run off Walter Johnson. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, so say they stare down. Okay, so Chris Archer just gets a home run hit off by Manny Machado, like you're saying, and then he was stare down. But next at bat, let's say Chris Archer strikes him out. Then it's a competition going on, and, ba- and fans love that. As baseball fans, don't you? Wouldn't you love to see that? As a race fan, you're just like <laughs> Chris Archer got him. I mean, it's just it's baseball. Uh, and it's also, awesome. Chris, That's what I like. um. Goose Gossage, he says he misses, like, the old where someone, like, pimped a home run and, like, threw their bat and, like, stared down the pitcher. They'd get hit in the head the next at-bat. That show's so stupid. Like, you don't see that in any other sport ever. Like, if um, Julio Jones catches a, a ball over, like, some corner, he doesn't, and he, like, talk, if he says, yeah, if he, you, Julio Jones doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, hit him as hard as he can the next play. He just, they keep playing because they know it's part of the game. I don't understand why in baseball, like, especially old white guys, think it's okay to, like, try to injure people when they beat you. Just because they're better, you can't try to injure them. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. What? That's what I was going to lean on because that's also part of baseball. Like, that's the only sport where you can do that. Like, just to retaliate, you know? So if someone does that, flips their back or something, then maybe Tony Watson or Pirates will hit him right in the back. That's saying, don't mess with our team. That's what it's saying. I like that part, you know? It's just entertainment. I know, but it's so much energy. Like, maybe when, like, a couple years ago, remember it was, like, towards the end of the year, and, like, the Pirates hit Goldschmidt, and then the, uh, and then they hit, and then the Diamondbacks hit, or hit McCutcheon, and McCutcheon was, like, hurt. That was was unnecessary. No, you just said it was okay. You just said it was okay. like, it's unnecessary but, for them. No, it's you just said it was okay. You just said it was okay. That was an accident hitch. Okay, they but... See, that you do the game of. No, no, let me explain this. You do the game of. Not necessarily. So say, not, okay, say, what about we, last year? We like, do to... Not necessarily. We not do teams don't do that. We do to Goldschmidt, right? Like, what if you hit a walk-off home run and you pimp it? What if you hit a walk-off home run like Jose Batista did? You throw your bat, you don't have another chance. Then you have to wait for the next game. It's just injuring no, the star players doesn't help anybody. Injuring the star players doesn't hurt anybody. If it's the end of the game, you don't do it. You don't do it. Only if it's a game of. You know what I mean? Mm. Only if it's the same yeah, but say people don't do Goldschmidt, that. He gets hit, and he's... But Goldschmidt gets hit, and he's out of the game. And that means he's he, they found out he's injured. Then guess what? The next uh, the next at bat, they go and they hit the next batter. That's what the... No. Because that's that's you hold their superstar, so they go for your superstar. I think that purposely injuring people is ridiculous in any sport. But when the, when the purposely throwing, they purposely trying to throw at somebody, or trying to hurt somebody, is just it's like so disrespectful. It's so much more disrespectful than looking at somebody or looking at the dugout or throwing your bat. It's so like that that would take that takes it to a whole another level. They just shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't be trying to hurt. If they're gonna do anything, maybe they should throw one behind his back. No, I, you I just said you you said earlier like two three minutes ago. Yeah, I'm okay. Like I like it when they throw it at people. Except for when it's your team, you can't say that. You can't say this injury stuff. It's making me feel bad. You can't you can't just change it because it's about your team. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is the Pirates do it more than anybody. Like, the Pirates freaking have like choreographed dances in the dugout, and like 
I'm okay with that. Like, I, I like it. It makes the game more interesting when I see Andrew McCutcheon and Gregor Polanco getting, into, getting, getting, de- getting jiggy with it in the dugout. But then, like, but then when Lewis Chapman hits him in the head and, and takes him out for the year, you're going to be mad about it. So I just think that throwing, throwing oh, at people is ridiculous. Below the shoulders. Below the shoulders. Do below the shoulders. If you're going to do it, Okay, do didn't Andrew McCutcheon get in the spine? That's below the shoulders. Yeah, there's just, you, there's, you should never throw at somebody. That's that's so much worse than anything else you can do. That's like a, a well, fastball, a, a 95-mile-per-hour a a fastball can hurt someone so badly. Like That can end careers if it hits them in just the right spot or just the wrong spot. I mean, I just like the drama. As a fan, I like the drama. And yes, maybe you're you're making sense. What you're saying is making sense. But these guys are getting paid million dollars. And then it's just like, it's... If they get hit in the back and injured with a baseball, that's a risk they're taking. Maybe they should have not given the stare down or something. I don't know. But I think if you're giving the stare down... I think if you give the stare down, you should do something like that back. Not try to injure them. So you... So you say show with your play is what you're saying. So show sure, with your play. If you want to do like, if you want to strut around the bases, if you want to strut around the bases, fine. If you make a great catch and you want to do and you want to celebrate, fine. If you strike someone out and you fist pump and stare them down, that's great. But I don't th- like, I don't like, I don't think that perfectly trying to injure someone that's just ridiculous to me. That just doesn't that happens. That doesn't happen in any other sport. Like remember when the Saints had that bounty gate. That was like they got punished so much for that. Like, I just, I just baseball, think that they baseball, don't get punishments for that. But yeah, I, I don't understand how Goose Gossage can say, "Oh yeah, it's okay for someone to get hit, but it's not okay for a stare down, or it's not okay to have a." He he said he's from a different era. He's from a different era. Is what he's from. He's from from the era where if someone did anything wrong to you or just stared you down or did about anything like that, you hit him right. You hit him. Instantly, next pitch, someone's going to get hit. The next pitch. That's the era he comes from. We come from a different era, and I'm going to correct myself. Maybe you shouldn't. The intentional hitting of someone. There's there's certain cases where maybe you should do it. I'm just for just because. Sir, there's certain situations. If someone hits hit your batter, then you hit the other guy back. You know, the other you hit him back. But maybe if someone does like a flip or something, or like does that, instead of hitting them, maybe strike them out the next time, or do something like that. Show it with your play. And I know what you're saying, Jeremiah. Alright, what's next? Alright, well Jeremiah, we're going to talk about March Madness, and this will be, before we get to our recurring subject segment, this will be our last thing we'll talk about. Alright, March Madness. Jeremiah, mm-hmm. who do you think the four number one seeds are going to be? Um, It's going to depend. Uh, the ACC, ch- oh wait, hold on. i got to check the ACC championship, who won that. Um, guys, that reminds me to tell you guys, we are Saturday night because we cannot could not record it uh, Sunday as we usually do Sunday at noon. So uh, you guys are going to get this a little bit early, Sunday morning maybe. So you guys should look forward to that. All right. Listen to that so, at, uh, on your way to church. U- UNC beat Virginia. So I think the... And this was in the ACC championship? Yeah. So I think it's going to be Kansas, Virginia. Ooh, Villanova lost tonight, so they were probably out. Probably Michigan State. Yeah, they State. lost to Seton Hall. Yeah, but, and then so it'll be Kansas, Michigan State, Virginia, 
And maybe North Carolina stays in even though they lost tonight. I think they might still be either them or Oklahoma, neither of which won their conference championship. Could Seton Hall sneak into there? Because I think Seton no. Hall did very well. They're, they're I mean, yeah, they had a good game tonight, but they're, they're definitely not going to be a number one seed. Do you think Bill Novichick could still get into that number one seed? Mm, I really don't think they. I don't think so. You don't think so? They'll be number two. If, do you think if WVU would have won today against Kansas, that they would have had a, number, a chance at a number one seed? I think they should have been, especially with Villanova losing. I think that if... Because then Kansas would have dropped down. Maybe not, but Nova, they would have taken Villanova's spot. And Michigan State would have taken Kansas's spot. Or, like, it would But I definitely think West Virginia should have been considered if they'd won, but they didn't, so they're going to be, like, a two or a three. They'll be a number two seed, a two or a three. Yeah. All right, now, I know this is maybe a little early, but who's winning the NCAA tournament, Jeremiah? Mm-hmm. I... I think Kansas. I think Kansas has a really good chance. Like I've watched them a lot this year, playing West Virginia, and they're they're very talented. They have they have all kinds of talent. They can shoot. They're they're big. I think that they have a real chance. I think it's really between them, UNC, Virginia, Michigan State, and Oklahoma. Those are the five teams I'd say really have the best chance to to win. I think that Villanova also has an outdoor. I really don't think so. I don't think they do. They've, they've lost to such bad do. teams. I don't. I, they haven't played anybody that good. They like got blown out. They got blown out by Oklahoma. Chance. No, I mean they have a chance because it's March Madness. But I don't think they have a like a big chance. I, I don't see it happening. The Big East is slowly. The Big East. They 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 proved to have actually a very good conference this year. though. yeah, it's decent as far as basketball is concerned. It's decent. But it's not going to be the same as it once was. Yeah, it used to be. It used to be. It used to be, be, be like, the you basketball have, it, conference. It was. It was the the conference of basketball. But now it's kind of like well, they're they're still strong because what they had is still kind of there. But it's not. It will never be what it once was, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Uh, but who was your dark horse pick? Like, who do you think? Like, who's like maybe a team that's maybe not even considered of not even make a tournament, but will make a tournament. Could win the NCAA tournament. I mean, what are you thinking? Will there be a 16 seed that wins it this year? I mean, is there anything mm-hmm. crazy happening? Because honestly, this is kind of a down year for college basketball in general. There's not a lot of strong. Teams. I wouldn't. You don't see I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't think that it's. A, I think that it's the same amount of talent, but it's spread out better. There's not like a Kentucky from last year this year. Spread out. There's I, no dominant teams. Is what I'm there's, no to say. Dominant there's no teams, dominant teams, but there's a lot of talent still. There's still a lot there's of lot really of good, good players, and they're just they're just spread out more evenly, which I think makes them a lot more interesting. Because there's no it Kentucky who is just dominant, or Duke is just not dominant. Nobody's like yeah. incredible. Nobody's Dame, unbeatable. Notre this year. Dame was really dominant. Notre Dame was really actually pretty dominant last year too, for a certain to a mm. certain degree. No, not really. I'm. Well, this year they're. I don't. Even, are they even making a tournament? No, they got like blown out by Virginia yeah. last night. They're. I don't think they might make it, but I don't think so. Hold on. All right. So, what's some? What's your dark horse team that you think could win it all? Um, I don't think they're, they're, this is. If there's a year that for a 16 seed is going to win it, it's going to be maybe this year. Yeah. This is the year of the dark horses. I'm telling you guys, this is. I. Wichita State, if they get in, that's a dark. They're not getting in. Right there. I don't think they're getting in this year. There's a chance. Hold on, I gotta find. You know what I would like to see. 
You know what I would like to see, Jeremiah? What's that? I would like to see W versus Pitts. I would like to see a backyard Pitt's not brawl in. in the NCAA Pitt's tournament. not getting in. What? Pitt, Pitt's not Pitt's, getting there's, in. There's, a good there's like a very little chance to even get in. Not even. If they get in, there's a good... They lost in the first round, didn't they? They lost in the first round in the ACC tournament. No, it was the third round. lost in the third round. In the third round, Jeremiah. To who? To who? They lost in the third round to NC State. Hold on, let me check this. I don't think that you're right about this. Because I think they're, I think they're getting in, Jeremiah. And if they do, and there's a backyard brawl, it's going to be on, Jeremiah. It's going to be on. I'm not going to show any bias anymore. Because... WVU would blow them out. Still... It wouldn't even be a good game. They would blow There's them out. There's something that Pitt, Pitt, Pitt this year, they do have one thing. They are very good on the free throw line. Okay. They can shoot, and they can shoot threes. They they can they have the ability to rack up them threes, Jeremiah. And WVU, they have good defense. And, but and good offense. Foul, and good offense. Foul them. Yes, I know. We've gotten better about fouling. Jamie Dixon's a good coach. Anything could happen. Uh. But Jeremiah, I guess right now is looking up, trying to yeah, they did. on or something. They, they, yeah, they got blown out round. by North Carolina. Well, North Carolina is a good team. Yeah, North but Carolina's not like you, can just, you can't just get blown out by people and make the tournament. Oh right. uh, yeah, you can. In Pitt's case, they can. They're going to give it the benefit of the doubt and give Pitt. Put in. No, because like you realize that they have they have to give it to fifteen, like bad. Well, no, they have to give it to like ten like bad teams because of the conference championship. So I just I don't think that Pitt has a chance to get in at all. Yeah. So Charlie decided to disconnect. So I'll go ahead and wrap things up with what's been pissing me off this week, and I'd have to say Charlie's internet connection because it is. Messed up the show several times. That's why his audio quality is so poor. That's why the song probably didn't sound great. I've offered several solutions, like maybe he should go to McDonald's and use their Wi-Fi, but he just refuses to listen. Um, I'll go ahead and guess what his would be. Probably something stupid like last week he, was, he doesn't like to wake up. So this time he doesn't like homework. He doesn't understand the point of it. He doesn't understand why he has to do it. He thinks that Work should be done at school. And he just doesn't understand it at all. Like, he doesn't understand a lot of things, because as you guys might have noticed, he's not that smart. Alright, so this has been the Sports ETC Podcast. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Weintraub. I was alongside my co-host, Charlie Vogel. We'd like to thank you for listening, and see you next week, hopefully. Oh my day.